Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. Well, welcome, welcome back, and welcome to The Cure for the Common Life. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and as always, I bring you the best of the best of the best to help you go further faster in your life. And today, I'm super excited because today's topic is we're going to talk about something that a lot of people, when they hear it, they go into uncertainty, if you will, uh, because a lot of people don't really know the value of that, and that is marketing. And marketing is so, so important, especially in this day and age. One of my mentors, actually all of my mentors talk about talk about marketing, but one of my mentors, uh, Dorn Andre, said to me years ago, he goes, Coach, that's what he called me, ABM, always be marketing. He said that I don't care how great your product is, I don't care how great you are. If you don't get it into the eyes, ears, and hearts of other people, it's a billboard in the desert. And my guest today is Mo Abbas. He's the co-founder of Acadium, and he's dedicated his life to assisting anyone in launching a career in digital marketing for free. And this includes roles in social media, content writing, graphic design, and so much more. His mission is to accelerate the economic mobility by making a new career accessible to anybody with an internet connection. Mo, welcome to The Cure for the Common Life. Thank you so much for having me. Well, listen, thanks for being here. And I know you're all the way up there in Canada. I'm all the way down here in uh, in uh, Los Angeles. So we got a little bit of distance, but to, due to the beauty of the internet, <laughs> we get to be together. So share with us, if you will, share with us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, why you do what you do. Yeah, I guess my story starts as a young child. My family came as refugees to Canada. We came very poor, grew up in poverty. Now, I remember when I was 10 years old, I used to go door to door selling products and services like chocolate in my own time yeah. to help my family. My parents would take all the money, but that was my <laughs> first foray into sales, really. And sales and marketing, they do go hand in hand with each other. And so I did that. It was a lot of fun. I'd helped contribute to the family income. And it really taught me a lot about entrepreneurship as well. I got to meet some fine folks. And, you know, I wasn't very proficient in school. I wasn't really interested. I was more of a self-taught person. I like to explore, do my thing. I dropped out of high school, actually. And I ended up doing some traveling and some contract work, which was a big eye-opener for me. Uh, along the time frame, I got super fit and I decided to educate myself. So what I would do is when I came back from my travels, I've always been a voracious reader. So I was always used to read a lot, but I used to read fantasy books. And I decided, you know, I'm turning, I was 18 at the time. I wasn't where I wanted to be. 
I felt like a failure and I wanted to do something really big with my life. So I, I just came back from these travels. I was inspired. I was motivated. I, I'd seen the world. You know, I grew up as a young kid in the poverty. I, I never went anywhere. I never traveled more than an hour from my house. And, you know, up until when I was 16, I was overweight and I spent two years getting fit, which is the first step, I think, into any kind of success is just really taking care of your own mind and body. So what I did, I came back and I started two landscaping companies, again, going door to door, a bit more sophisticated with the team. And, you know, it was really hard, but it was really profitable as well. I was making $500 a day in cash. It was a lot of fun. I was staying active and staying fit. And in the off season, I would go to Chapters. It's a bookstore every single day. And I would read for six to eight hours a day. And I had read a book on every nonfiction shelf. So I took my love for reading and I just transferred it into knowledge. And that's how I got educated. I did that for two years. And then I sold those landscaping companies, started a construction company. I knew nothing about construction. I knew nothing about landscaping. I knew nothing about fixing phone lines on that, on the contract work that I took when I was uh, traveling. It's really about teaching yourself. And, you know, that's what I do. And that's what I've always done. So I started this construction company. It was really, really hard, like incredibly difficult. I remember I was working like 14 hours a day in a basement by myself doing this commercial job that I got because my friend was managing this gym and somehow he gave me this contract, which was way over my head. And I was there, it was like 2 a.m., my hands are bleeding, it was dusty everywhere, and I'm like, wanted to quit. I really wanted to just say, you know, screw this, like this is not what I want to do. Like I'm, I'm trying to like level up my life, not work for free as a contractor, a slave work essentially. But I didn't quit, I persevered. I ended up not making money for six months on that. And then I started learning and iterating. And I realized that, and I should focus on residential because that's where relationships can be formed and that's what I'm good at. So I started focusing on my core competencies. So I started selling residential renovations and I, got, I was really good at that. I did a million dollars at a Starbucks. Starbucks was my home base. I love Starbucks. They give you free refills. What more could you ask for as an entrepreneur except, you know, for free coffee <laughs> refills? And uh, you can post up. This is before, like, not, not everyone works at a Starbucks, but, yeah. you know, back in the day, I was the only one working at a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that, that, was my, that was my MO. I, I would be at Starbucks. It was attached to the bookstore. So I would, you know, read and then do my work. And they knew me at the bookstore. Like, I, I was, they had these couches. They had to get rid of these couches because I was there so often. And then, like, this guy's not buying enough books to justify being here all day. So they got rid of the couches. Um, <laughs> it was all hustle, man. It was all hustle. Yeah, yeah. Pure hustle. And I grew that company, actually, to the largest in Canada. Now it's one of the largest in North America for residential renovations. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because, you know, we did a million at Starbucks. And then we got a little office. And I ended up hiring a bunch of my friends at a school. And um, they didn't have any experience. They're looking for careers. You know, come here, work for me. I'll give you commission. And it, it was amazing. It was about a dozen of us. And we were just figuring things out. And it was all just like this magical experience with your friends building this really cool company. And how, old were you that. how old were you by this time? 
I was 21 when I started that company and I did that for about seven years. Okay. I became self-made. So I became a self-made millionaire several times over in renovations and then in real estate. And I lost also millions of dollars in just trying to grow too quickly into other ventures. And frankly, you know, when I was, I was at the peak, you know, I, I was a construction renovation king. I was late twenties, had a family, self-made kind of living the entrepreneur dream, but I wasn't satisfied. I felt like there was so much more I could do, so much more I needed to do. I had this weight of responsibility on my shoulders. And I said, if you're going to dedicate your life to entrepreneurship, which I, I was the same way I did it, a samurai would dedicate their life to the sword. I dedicated my life to building things and helping people make a positive impact through entrepreneurship. And I said, you know, you got to do something bigger. You got to have a bigger impact. You got to balance, you know, purpose with your profits. And at that time frame, maybe I was a lot more sophisticated, right? Like this, I knew a lot more about business and running a company. And I said, you know, I want to build a software technology company. And I knew nothing about software technology. I knew nothing about renovations either. So what's the difference here? It turns out there's quite a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Like it's one thing to get started when you don't have anything, but to go into a new industry and start from the bottom, it was really, really hard. I lost a million dollars. It took forever to get going. I had to pivot a bunch of times. And my reputation was on the line because you're like, you're nobody here. And, you know, in, in construction, I was, I was top dog. And it was really, really hard to get started. And I knew nothing about it. So a lot of mistakes on that. I, I mean, we can do a whole podcast on the mistakes around that. But, you know, we ended up figuring things out. And one of the key things that happened was we were working on this project, which was a social media app. And it was me and my co-founder, Richard, and a, and a small team. And we need some help. So we bring on interns. And these were unpaid interns. I'd always been working with unpaid interns. Way back when I started my first company, it was how we grew the organization. We'd bring on these unpaid interns. We would work with them. We'd either hire them or they'd go on and launch a career. It was a great way for us to get affordable help and a great way for them to launch a career. Then we're doing it again. And then Richard turns to me. He's like, Mo, we have 200 applicants for this unpaid internship and nobody has experience. He's like, why are we building a social media app? Nobody wants this app. There's, a, you know, it's not, there's no product market fit. There's no founder market fit. We should be solving this experience gap problem. And I told him, I, I turned to him, I'm like, Rich, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think this isn't what we set out to do. Like, we're trying to do this other social media thing. But he wouldn't let it go. So we brought on these interns. We ended up hiring one of them. And then we were bringing on another one afterwards. And again, he's brought up more, why are we building social media? This time I couldn't ignore him. I said, Richard, right. You know, here we were, we had this unique insight. We said, you know, we have been training students for the job market. We believe on the job training is the best form of training. And we believe that businesses could provide job training. So if we could align incentives between businesses and candidates, if we could get them to build, to do job training, we can create a global scale job training system and solve this crisis that's happening in post-secondary education where it takes four years to get a junk degree that costs $141,000 and enslaves you in debt for the rest of your life 
that you can't even discharge through bankruptcy. And it's insane. Of, I always say this on the other side of there's no guarantee of any kind of job or employment in the field that you trained for. 73% of people are employed outside their field of study. 56 are underemployed, meaning they don't even need a degree for their job, yet they carry their student debt. Why? Because there is no system for job training. You can't get job training without going to school right now. It's a big sham. And especially for junk degrees that don't have any job demand. So we said, hey, we have this unique inside. I think we can solve this problem. And we coined something called a digital apprenticeship, which is a one-on-one -on -one relationship between a business and a, uh, an apprentice. They work together for 10 hours a week for three months. And the apprentice helps the business grow their business. So they help them in digital marketing. The business provides mentorship to their apprentice, gives them feedback and guidance on their work. At the end of it, they get certified. There's coursework. And then they can earn money as a freelancer on our platform once they're done training. Nice. And this is the vision that we had. It was an end-to-end -end system that bridges education and employment. And we built that. And we've seen the success of that. And we are the number one place to come to launch a marketing career in the world. And we are becoming the number one place to find marketing help for businesses. That's what you mean by for free. This is brilliant. And anybody can go there and do that. That is that is brilliant. And I love a couple of things. Uh, first off, that experience gap that you that your friends, you know, good thing he pushed you on that, because that is so true. You know, find find a need. And especially in this day and age where there is a need for people, you know, there are people all over the place going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And even when they decide what they're going to do, and I know I'm preaching to the choir. How am I going to get trained to do that? Because I don't have experience to do that. Now, a couple things, and I always like to point out, you know, and thank you for sharing with us your path, um, point out along that path that success I, it doesn't, success doesn't just leave clues, it leaves, in your case, books and, and uh, evidence all over the place. And one of the things with myself and pretty much everybody that I know, and my mentors and my colleagues, uh, use, you use the term voracious reader. And uh, that is important for people that don't read. I'm telling you now, it is, you're hearing it again, right from the horse's mouth, that it is, it is so important to be reading. And nowadays, as you know, so many people have exchanged, if they ever did it at all, the reading for scrolling through the internet or scrolling through social media. So uh, um, a couple things. So you also, um, one thing that you said with your I want to say four or five careers that you've had so far since a, since a kid and all of them, you, you achieved success, but you said a couple times that you got to a place that you were dissatisfied when you said there's gotta be more. And that is another trait of yours. So, you know, I, I opened this talking about the importance of marketing. Why is marketing in your opinion so important for everybody, everybody that seeks to go further faster to at least get a handle on, if not master. Absolutely. There's a big noise to signal problem in today's world. Everybody's clawing for your attention. Yes. If you don't know how to create signal in the noise, you're just going to be drowned out. I know some amazing people who make less money because they can't sell and market themselves as good as somebody else who just is a little bit more polished, has a bit of a better funnel, has just put more consideration into selling themselves ultimately or their business. Like, you know, in business, it's very obvious the why, right? Like you can't, 
you know, this whole notion of like the product would sell itself. Yeah, it will, but it will sell itself a hell of a lot more if you can market it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not sure if it will sell itself if you don't get it in front of people, because like you said, that distraction uh, element that is going on all the time, something's vying for your attention 24-7. You got it. And marketing, good marketing is about having a conversation. If you can have a conversation, then you could showcase yourself. But if you can't get someone's attention, and there's a lot of ways you could do this. There's a lot of psychology in marketing. There's a lot of techniques, a lot of strategies. It's not it's not black and white. Like there's 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 a lot to it. And these are life skills. It doesn't just it doesn't just get you more money. It does. It can help you find a mate. It can help you find a job. It can help you, you know, get whatever you want, frankly, right? Like if you wanted to do something in your life, being able to sell and market, and they go hand in hand. Sales and marketing are kind of like twins. So they, there's no one without the other. Uh, you, know, they, you know, marketing is a big part. It's top of funnel, extremely valuable. I don't know if you want to get too much into that, the details of it, but it is something that every single person who is successful, I mean, just look at somebody like Elon Musk, okay? We all know, or Jeff Bezos, but Elon Musk is a good example. Because his ability to market himself, he's able to create tens, hundreds of billions of dollars in market value, doing yeah. nothing different except marketing better. And he doesn't even spend a dollar on marketing. He just yeah. knows how to do it himself. <laughs> you know, not to date this podcast, but just uh, two days ago, one of those others that you're talking about, uh, Sir Richard Branson, just mm. space. Uh, and, and he beat out all the other guys that are doing it, Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos. But one of the things that he said, it was interesting, the reason I bring it up is I, I, I watched a video on him this morning that the critics are, uh, are on him because they say there's so many other problems, you know, global warming, poverty and all these things all over the world. And you're spending your money to shoot yourself into space. And it was the greatest response. He got a big smile on his face and he said, I agree with them 100%. And... I believe that those of us that are in that position of wealth and, and uh, influence should be spending most of their time and energy once they get to that place on those those things. And I do go back and look at my record. And then he said, and but the one thing I want you to recognize is this. He said that I have done this when I didn't have any money. He said, I have put myself out there to make myself uh, be that kind of person that people looked to for inspiration, that people looked to for possibility. I marketed myself. And, she, and the lady asked, well, you know, because, you know, it's his 20s, he did, you know, the, I think it was the fastest person to cross the Atlantic. And then there was, of course, the balloon races and all those things. And he said, I did that for publicity. I did that for marketing. So that when people hear, you know, Virgin or before that, my name, they, it, it strikes something in them and they go, well, I can trust this or whatever. And so I agree with you a thousand percent that, you know, with all the noise that's going on, if you don't get out there and do it, I've seen it a thousand times. People that have, you know, better products than mine, people that have, that are smarter than me and part that are, that are, are, uh, are, are more, uh, let's, let's just say detailed than, than I am that aren't doing nearly as well. And I see that around the world. So share with us a little bit more about what you mean by for free. I kind of get it that, you know, through the internship, but when you say that you help people access a new career for free, what do you yeah. mean? I mean, exactly that. You know, when you look at the education system, what are they really delivering? Where is the cost structure? 
most of the cost is in bureaucracy in buildings. Well, we're 100% remote, so we don't have the buildings. We don't have any bureaucracy. The content, we have a full marketing curriculum available for free. We built it. It's done. We're not going to charge for it. Here you go. Thank you so much. Sign up, learn about marketing. But that's not enough because we actually want to get people to have career mobility. So you, they have to get work experience and then job opportunities. So the hard part is figuring out how do you get the mentorship? How do you get them work experience ultimately? And for that, what we do is we leverage businesses. Businesses are able to get help from their apprentice. They can assign them tasks. It's unpaid. Okay? So they're not paying them for this help. But in exchange, they give them mentorship. Right? It's actually structured feedback. They give them ratings on their work. They give them mentorship. It's limited in time. It's limited in scope. So they don't get taken advantage of. And then at the end of that, they also get certified that they've completed this work. And then they can become a freelancer or they can find paid work through Acadium directly. Which is huge. Because right now, you know, I, I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but the, the millions of people who start businesses these days compared to the millions of people who, who you know, start businesses and, and don't succeed, if you will. And, you know, when you say that people, they, they're able to come away from what you offer them with a certificate, with, with something that they can show to somebody to say, listen, I am now experienced enough to, to vie for this job, but that whole entrepreneurship that that go in business for themselves is, is huge now especially now coming out of you know what we've gone through the last year and a half absolutely 50 percent of these apprenticeships actually to hiring relationships so you have a good chance of being hired by the person you're working with because yes. mm -hmm. you've proven your abilities you already have the working relationship and you know the work at that point so if you've done a good job and this person's able to they're going to hire you you know, we want to give power back to small businesses. There's so many small businesses that are going out of business right now. And there's so many new ones starting as well. There's a big shift happening as, uh, in the world right now. And, you know, Amazon just keeps getting bigger and bigger. $1.5, $2 trillion. I lost count. And it keeps swallowing up these small businesses. And this pandemic has crushed people. It's created this huge change in the job market and in the business world. And, this is a really an opportune time. People are realizing that school does not work for most people. You know, parents now are like, well, what am I spending $141,000? I don't have any more money in my mortgage. Like between the 2008 recession and this pandemic, like I can't afford to take a mortgage out and send you to school just so you can party half the time and have a life experience that puts you in debt for the rest of your life. It doesn't make sense. And with social media, this is becoming commonplace. So there's a big exodus happening out of schools. A lot of them are closing down. And for something like marketing that changes so rapidly, schools can't even train you for it. It just changes too quickly, which is why you need on-the-job training. And we're the only platform that provides you a full career path for free. If you have no experience, you can come to Acadium, you can get trained, you can launch a career wherever you are in the world with no experience and for zero cost. That's never existed before. It's, it's remarkable and it's changing people's lives. Well, what would you say, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I agree with a thousand percent of what, what you're saying. What would you say to that young person that is coming out of high school, going into college or considering uh, um, uh, going to college and they don't know what they want to do? In other words, 
um, they, they, a lot of people say, well, I'll figure it out when I'm in college. And oftentimes that does happen when they get there. What would you say to those individuals with regard to, you know, how to figure out something to place themselves in a position uh, to, to do what you're doing, helping them uh, become an apprentice for something if they don't know what that something is? Take shots. Take a lot of low-cost shots. So I made this mistake when I did the social media app. I put a million dollars in and I committed heavily to something I wasn't even sure about. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's not something I'm good at and it's not something that works. So, you know, I would definitely tell them not to do that when starting a company. But same thing coming out of uh, high school. Why are you going to commit yourself to a path that takes four years to figure out that costs you a fortune and sucks up so much of your youth, your time? You're better off traveling, taking a loan, go travel, backpack across Europe for like 10K max, get that life experience, meet a bunch of people, you know, and do online training for free. There's a lot of platforms. Acadium obviously is the best in marketing, but there's a lot of platforms that will train you for free. And there's a lot of boot camps that will have ISA programs as well that will bring you from zero to hired and won't even charge you a penny until you get hired. We also have a boot camp in Acadium where people who want a more in-depth experience, they can join the boot camp. That one is paid, so it's not for everyone, but it is available to those who want to go full out into their marketing career. But I, I would tell them, step back, take a gap year, travel, get the life experience, train online, figure out what you want to do. If you want to become a coder, you don't need to go to school. Google, Amazon, all of these companies have removed the requirements for a degree. You can just go ahead and code, go build stuff. If you want to become a marketer, come to Acadium. We'll train you for free. You want to become a designer? Again, come to Acadium or you know start building designs and build a portfolio and go start prospecting clients. There's only a few career paths that make sense. You go to school. If you want to be a lawyer, you got to go to school. You want to be a doctor, you got to go to school. You want to be a civil engineer, well, you got to go to school. If, if you know, By all means, do that. Get an internship as soon as possible if you can figure out if you even like that kind of work. Um, a, a couple things are, are and, and I'm asking, is business in general starting to be more accepting of somebody that does not have a formal education with regard to hiring and bring them into their business? Absolutely. You can see it right now. The biggest employers in the world are removing degrees as a requirement. Nice. So. Nice. It used to be that if you went to school, it was a high signal thing. You had to pass a really difficult exam. And um, there's another big criteria. And it showed tenacity, mm-hmm. right? Like you're able to do a four-year program. But now they removed this exam requirement, by the way, recently. So you're no longer getting this heavy test to go enter a school. So unless you're going to a Harvard or a Stanford, that signal is pretty weak. Right. What employers are looking for is a work experience. If you tell me you got a, a degree in communications and you're applying for this marketing job and this other person's done four or five apprenticeships and has has done marketing and has businesses that are vet for them and can talk to me about marketing. Who do you think is going to get this job? Exactly. You with your degree or this person with experience? Well, I got to be straight up honest with you. I do have a formal education. And, you know, I, I did, <laughs> I started my career, I, I grew up like you, door to door and doing things like that. I put myself through junior college first and then my master's and then my, my uh, doctorate. But all of it, I got to be honest with you, in the end, I use a handful of those things that I learned. And it used to be, and maybe, maybe some now, that those credentials and that sheepskin made a big, big difference, but not as much anymore. And I know people that in the end, 
and you're one of them in the end in terms of what i call being wealthy healthy happy and financially abundant which is another thing i want to talk about in a second is your health and your fitness um all of those things that wealthiness now the lion's share are going to those people that have achieved it through other means than their formal education so you know i, I love what you said which is absolutely true if you've got a career path if you if you have an idea and you, this is something a passion that you got to do to be a doctor to be a lawyer or anything that does require those types of um uh, 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 credentials and that type of, of educational experience, then by all means, go for it. And if not, there's now another option. So I want to pivot, if you will. You mentioned this two times earlier, and that is that you were overweight and you decided, you know, you, you wanted, you got fit during that two years period of time, and you said it again a little bit later. You actually went along that path. Did you say you started another, you did a business in fitness? I didn't do a business in fitness. I, I would love to do something in health, specifically nutrition or in bio, biotech, which I think is actually a really big thing. You're going to see a lot of gene editing come. That's a little yeah, too yeah, technical and heavy for this. But I think when, you know, for to keep it more relevant to the audience here and, you know, more accessible, we can talk about fitness and health and how important that is to people. Anybody who's looking for a change, it's usually because they want to change a behavior or a feeling and yeah. the best way to do that is you to know, change yourself yeah. right it is in in my opinion there's three pillars like i said in wealthiness health is first because if you don't have your health if you don't have your fitness that you don't have the energy you don't have the mindset you don't have all that stuff to support all the stuff that you're going to do so that, you know i agree with you a thousand percent and i cannot wait to hear about what you're going to be doing in that in that area I, I think, okay, so biotech is is big deal. There's a new technology called CRISPRs that enables yeah, people yeah. to gene edit. Yes. Yeah, really easily. It's accessible. You can actually, you can gene edit from your home right now. You can create and edit a genome of any animal in your house right now with a, with a $2,000 kit. That is okay? Fast forward 10 to 20 years, mm -hmm. and it's going to be like software programming is today. Everyone's going to be able to edit the genome. There's a lot of ethics around that to consider, mind you. But I think that's a really interesting pathway. But, you know, that aside, for the average person, you said it, health is number one. And to me, that was one of the big unlocks in my life was when I was able to improve my body. I had more confidence. I was. I looked better. People treated me better, and that allowed me to unlock this next level that wasn't there before. It also shows, like, if you're gonna get fit, there's no easy way. I mean, unless maybe you can take some some steroids or something, but that doesn't really work for most people. That's not even easy, mind you. But there's no easy path. So when you are walking around fit, you've shown that you can put the time and effort into getting something significant done. And there's no easy way around that. There's no getting lucky. You know, some people have better genetics, but it still takes a lot of effort to get fit. And yeah. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. And along with it comes the energy, comes the, the shift in the mindset. It comes, and when I say energy, I mean the literal electricity that pulses through every cell in our bodies. And that shows up. And without getting too cosmic, others feel it and they're affected by it by by your energy coming around it's the chi force it's the life force that flows when all within all living beings and it's it's unique to living beings and you can increase your chi 
And a good way of doing this is by lining up your fitness, by increasing your mitochondrial energy and the alignment in your body will increase your chi, which radiates out of you. And this is what connects all life. All so life. people will feel that energy coming out of you. And that makes such a big difference. Listen, dude, I could go on and on. Would you come back again? I try to keep this in, in drive time, but would you... Uh, would you grace us with your presence again and let's continue this on another cast? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been a blast. Well, listen, I appreciate you. How can people get a hold of you? Where do they find you? How do they get themselves involved in uh, Acadium? Acadium is acadium.com, A-C-A-D-I-U-M.com for free sign up. Personally, I post a lot on Instagram uh, stories. So I use that pretty much exclusively for social media. You can get a sneak peek, all things Moa Bass related at Real Moa Bass on Instagram. And I use that handle for other social media, but I do mostly Instagram. Fantastic. And all of this will show up in uh, the description. So you can look down there and find that. Mo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you. really, uh, you know, again, put a finer point on this whole concept of marketing. You know, it takes away what I call the sphincter pucker for a lot of people when they think about marketing and that kind of thing. So we appreciate you. Thank you. And everybody, please uh, like, subscribe, as well as, you know, pass this on to others as well, because this is, a, I'm, I almost said a movement, but this is just a real deal thing that is happening right now. And as you heard Mo lay it out, it is something that is uh, not just a wave going through, but it's something that's necessary. Mo, thank you so much. And thank I love you. Hey. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top.